The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to listen to Jesus. But the Pharisees and scribes began to complain, saying, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So to them Jesus addressed this parable. A man had two sons, and the younger son said to his father, Father, give me the share of your estate that, you should, that should come to me. So the father divided the property between them. After a few days, the younger son collected all his belongings and set off to a distant country where he squandered his inheritance on a life of dissipation. When he had freely spent everything, a severe famine struck that country, and he found himself in dire need. So he hired himself out to one of the local citizens who sent him to his farm to tend the swine. And he longed to eat his fill of the pods on which the swine fed, but nobody gave him any. Coming to his senses, he thought, how many of my father's hired workers have more than enough food to eat, but here am I, dying from hunger. I shall get up and go to my father, and I shall say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. Treat me as you would treat one of your hired workers. So he got up and went back to his father. While he was still a long way off, his father caught sight of him and was filled with compassion. He ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. But his father ordered his servants, quickly bring the finest robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Take the fattened calf and slaughter it. Then let us celebrate with a feast. Because this son of mine was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. Then the celebration began. Now the older son had been out in the field, and on his way back as he neared the house, he heard the sound of music and dancing. He called one of the servants and asked what this might mean. The servant said to him, Your brother has returned, and your father has slaughtered the fattened calf, because he has him back safe and sound. He became angry, and when he refused to enter the house, his father came out and pleaded with him. He said to his father in reply, Look, all these years I served you. And not once did I disobey your orders. Yet you never gave me 
even a young goat to feast on with my friends. But when your son returns who swallowed up your property with prostitutes, for him you slaughter the fattened calf. He said to him, My son, you are here with me always. Everything I have is yours. But now we must celebrate and rejoice because your brother was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. The Gospel of the Lord. Brothers and sisters, as we <clears throat> celebrate this fourth Sunday of Lent, it's Laetare Sunday, and it reminds us that we're halfway through the Lenten season. And it's a time to sort of check in with ourselves and say, okay, what is our Lord doing with my heart? What's our Lord doing with my heart? Is the Lenten season actually doing in my heart? in my heart, what it's supposed to do. And we have this parable of the prodigal son today, and like so many people I talked to, I was talking to a focus missionary up in North Dakota, and, uh, and he said, yeah, most of our students, they kind of identify with the older brother. And for some reason, I think even in my own mind, I used to think that was better somehow. Like, it's better to identify with the older brother than the younger brother. Because the younger brother is like this big bad sinner, and the older brother is pretty obedient, and he does what he's told, and he does the right things. But what I often missed was the fact that the whole parable is addressed to people who identify with the older brother. It's really addressed to them. It says tax collectors and sinners were drawing near to Jesus to listen to him, and then the Pharisees complained, saying, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So Jesus addressed to them, the Pharisees, this parable. So the Pharisees are supposed to be listening to this parable and trying to learn something from that. Trying to learn something from that. Because really, these two brothers have very similar experiences, but the disposition of their heart is very different. They have similar situations, similar experiences, but the disposition of their heart is different. Like the one who wants to go and squander everything, he goes and squanders everything, and, and then the disposition of his heart is this disposition of surrender. At a certain point when he's tending the swine and he wishes he could eat the pig's food, he just gives up. Like, I give up. My way is not working, and I'm going back to the Father. The older brother's always been obedient, and so the disposition of his heart is sort of, well, if I do all these things and I do them in the right way, then the Father will bless me. And that's sort of his expectation. 
And that can be the disposition of our heart during this Lenten season. We can sort of approach it from the perspective of, okay, I'm going to do all these things, and I'm going to make all these sacrifices, and I'm going to do this, and, and then God will bless me. Or the Lenten season could kind of be a season where we give up. And when I say give up, I mean like just surrender and say like, you know what, I can't really do this on my own. And I'm just reminded of how much I need our Lord every day. How much I need the Father. Because then these two brothers, they have this similar situation. The, the younger son's going back after he's given up and he's surrendered. And he's like, I can't do it on my own. And I hope the father will welcome me back, but I'm not really sure he will. And so I got to come up with a good speech. And so he comes up with this speech, like, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. Okay, that sounds good. And I no longer deserve to be called your son. I better get that in there. <laughs> Treat me one as, your, as one of your hired servants. Like, that's all I want. And if he does that, okay, I'll be okay. So I imagine he's walking back and he's practicing his speech, like, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants, right? Kind of like, man, when you get in trouble with your wives and you're walking around the driveway doing that. And, uh, and so he's sort of like, he's, he's practicing his speech and he gets there and then the father sees him, the father comes out to him, he's filled with compassion, he runs towards him. And he starts his speech, Father, I've sinned against heaven against you and no longer deserve to be called your son, and the father cuts him off. And says, bring the finest robe and put it on him, put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. The son of mine. This son of mine was dead and has come to life again. And so this son hears his father say, this son of mine. And that must have landed in his heart in a very particular way because he felt he didn't deserve that status anymore and it was just given to him. And it's able to like, land in his heart because he had surrendered and he decided, I can't do this on my own. The older brother, he's been doing everything right and doing everything right, and then he hears the party happening and he gets kind of mad. And the father goes out to him. And I imagine the father's also filled with compassion for him and he goes out to him. And he complains to the father, look, I've worked with you all this time and you've never done anything for me. And the father says, my son, you are here with me always. But it's as if those words don't have as much power. Because somewhere in the older brother's disposition He's still trying to do these things on his own in order to achieve, in order to achieve or in order to earn the status of being a son. And he really misses out on the father's love. He misses out on the father's love. And that's really what happened with the Pharisees. The Pharisees thought that they knew everything and they thought that 
if I do everything right, and I, then God will bless me. And they missed out on our Lord when he came. They didn't recognize how he was showing up in their lives. And so in our own hearts, do we see ourselves as the older brother or the younger brother? And in either case, are we letting this Lenten season be a season of surrender? To let it be a season where we say, I can't do this on my own. I'm not happy. Everything I try doesn't work for me. I've tried to do it my way. I'm just going to let our Lord do what our Lord wants to do. Because when we get to that place, it's then that we are really filled with joy. And there's a kind of freedom that we experience when our Lord does that in our hearts, when we just let him do what he's going to do. When we kind of give up on trying to figure it out on our own. Trying to figure it out on our own. And, some, and that's what our Lord wants to do. And our Lord wants to just make it clear to us that we can't get through life on our own. So like a couple of weeks ago, I preached on Lenten relapses. And in my homily, I talked about how, okay, I'm going to give up alcohol and TV. And the day after Ash Wednesday, I was on a plane. And I just kind of went into my normal routine. And the next thing I knew, I was drinking a beer and watching a movie. And I, and I had to own that, and I was just like, yep, that happened. I mean, it happens to all of us. Um, but interestingly, like, a couple weeks into Lent, <clears throat> and I was talking to a friend of mine, and he was really kind of pushing me on this whole topic. And, uh, and then I found myself just sort of surrendering those things, like, for good. And it's been, like really amazing to see the difference between oh I just need to surrender and let our Lord do this because I can't really do that on my own if I decide to do it on my own I'm not really I don't have that much power in my life and that same principle it applies to all those things that we get frustrated about it applies to you know, how do I deal with my boss when my boss is on my back? How do I deal with family members that are difficult? How do I deal with, like, I got to pay the bills? How do I deal with, like, how we're going to spend the rest of the day? Can we just surrender that? And let our Lord come and transform our hearts. And so we have half of Lent left to to really focus on surrendering. To focus on being like that younger brother who kind of realizes, "Ah, I can't do this on my own. 
to build that disposition that I can do nothing without our Lord and I can do everything with him. And so today let us pray that as we continue this Lenten journey, this Lenten season, this season of surrender, that our Lord give us the grace to give up and give in to his love, that our hearts may be transformed, that we truly may be filled with the joy that he wishes to give us, most especially as we celebrate that moment of joy, that moment of resurrection on Easter Sunday.